rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Are we on the air? Hopefully. Hi, my name is Tara Devlin. How's it going? Well, Happy New Year. Not yet. Not quite yet. Happy year. Thankfully, uh, we're all still here. Um, we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. And GDPR Revolution 99, which is another great uh, progressive radio station, independently run. And who else? iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube. Well, we're on YouTube. I said that already. Uh, anywhere else you can find us. And if you have any ideas where where we should be besides this, I'd be welcome to hear them. What else? Um, this is a... Uh, it's good today. We're going to have Bob Kincaid in the second hour. He's calling in. So we're going to have a nice conversation. <laughs> nice. How nice can it be? You know what I mean? We're living uh, on in this um, monstrosity called Trump's America. Who knew when we had hit bottom, or at least we thought we hit bottom when Bush was in office? I th- just when you think Republicans can't go any lower, they go and install a more, uh, well, I was going to say more qualified, not more, a more prolific con man, a more... Uh, egregious uh, waste of human DNA than you could, that you could ever imagine at all. A con man, a literal con man. That's who he is. So, all right, well, anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. But So, guys, I want to thank you for donating. We have, we, we're getting more patrons. I want to thank you for doing that because the more patrons we get, eventually we will... Uh, my goal is to do a daily show. So please keep contributing. Keep telling your friends. And the show is getting more uh, attention. We're getting more views. We're getting more shares, all that stuff. That will help us. Uh, anybody who donates over $20 will get a Keep Calm and, and Join the Resistance window cling as a thank you gift. And there's other stuff on the Patreon page, so go to rdtdaily.com and uh, sign up through there. You can find us through there. You can find us through Patreon or our Facebook page. And uh, if you can't support us financially, please tell your friends. That's about it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, And give us a review on iTunes. All right. I hate doing that, but I have to until we get our uh, check from George Soros. There's a hair in front of my face. All right, guys. Um, how's everybody's Christmas? How's it? Oh, uh, I don't. I, I don't want to offend the snowflakes. I that's you know I didn't say holiday. How's everybody's Christmas? You know because they all love Jesus. We know we all have. We can't take the Christ out of Christmas because they are very Jesus centered. These Republicans. They want you to to understand who this holiday is about, when you're buying, when you're maxing out your credit cards, when you're uh, telling immigrants, get the hell out of this country, when you're, you know, being a true Republican Christian, when you're voting for a con man because he has put so much fear into you, then just know that it's Jesus is the reason for the season. 
So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. How was everybody's Christmas? My uh, my birthday was what's today? I can't even remember. It's a blur because my birthday's on the twenty seventh. Yes, today's the twenty ninth. So it was two days ago. I did nothing, absolutely nothing, which is my favorite thing to do because I'm always actually doing something. So I I like doing nothing. That's that's a vacation for me. So that's what I did. Nothing. People like you going out. I'm like I've been out, honey. I've been out. I was out for years. I'm exhausted. I want to stay in. You know what I mean? So, uh, and there's, how can you not be exhausted in times like this? And if if you're not exhausted, you're not paying attention, right? So, um, we're in the, the well, uh, how many days has it been since the government shut down? What does it matter? It's going, it's going to go on until Democrats take control. This, that is such a, a a microcosm of what uh, of the governing of this country that of course how for how many years has it been that we democrats normal people have to come in whenever republicans have control of government whenever they finagle whenever when they gerrymander and rig their way into power and entrench themselves in the halls of power despite our so-called democracy, that we have to come in and clean up their messes for hundreds of years. It's since the, from the founding of this country, I mean, not well, founding, whatever. Yeah, we we didn't have a Republican Party. The Republican Party was created, uh, of course, as you know, Abraham Lincoln was the first Republican president, but it was created as a liberal, well, a progressive party that was the antidote to the entrenched racist Democratic Party of the time. And, um, you know, things change. That's why Republicans are always like, uh, oh, well, the Democrats were uh, the race. Yeah, you know, um, it's it doesn't if you have to go back to 1865 to come up with a reason why you're not a racist ass party today, then you are really in denial about what you're what you're doing, what you're what your your so-called party is all about because what republicans are doing right now they all they do uh, is divide the country they need this country uh, uh constantly at each other's throats and if that's if they can't have that they'll just stir up fear and as you see what's going on with it's always about immigrants which just it goes to show you how much they hate this country because this is a nation of immigrants. If you're not, if if you're not from a Native American tribe, then you're somewhere along the line. You came here as an immigrant. Your relatives came here as an immigrant, like Trump's relatives. That he's his his mother was from Scotland. So, uh, I mean, but she's white though. You know what I mean? Uh, they they get a long leash. So, in Republican world, but. Anyway, the uh, this is what we're dealing with. They, the the racism of uh, Republicans is basically on full display. So I guess we should thank Trump in, in that way because he has well, he's ripped the cover off of who exactly we're dealing with, and that's why we can't allow the Republican Party. Because mark my words, this is what's going to happen, and soon and it's going to be sooner than you think. Because we're, I mean, it's already moving at breakneck speed. 
uh, the uh, the whiplash you get just from watching the news from day to day. But eventually, in the mark these words that in the near future, the those who supported Twitter will only speak of their support of him in shamed whispers. You can take that to the bank. There will come a day. It, just like the good Germans spoke about Hitler after the fact, if they supported him. Oh, well, they, you know, they may have liked having a job because Hitler, he started public work programs. He put people to work with, uh, working in, on the Autobahn. He did things like that. So they enjoyed that. But they, and so they, that's why they turned, turned a blind eye to their neighbors disappearing in the night. So... And it's almost, it reminds me of what's going on in the southern border. In fact, today, another, let me look at this. I meant to get this ready. Today in history, I get this, I have this app on my phone called This Day in History. Uh, let me see if I can open it. I meant to open it. Today in history. Today in history. Let me see. Um, today is the anniversary of the massacre at Wounded Knee. So I'm trying to get this open. God damn it. But and of course the the ironic thing as I was reading about this was that the US Army calls it the Battle of Wounded Knee. The battle of they killed 300 uh vulnerable unarmed Native Americans including women and children. Uh so but how do you do that? So you, uh, on this on this app, if you just look it up, Wounded Knee, there's uh, they, they, there's a picture of a bunch of you of American soldiers standing around this uh, a pit, a mass grave of uh, and it's, a, it's a well-known photo. I'm sure it's you, if you just Google it, it'll come right up, and. They're all just standing there, and someone wrote on it, the, the Battle of Wounded Knee. The Battle of Wounded Knee. And that's the propaganda uh, uh, that, of course, the, Amer the U.S. Army uh, puts out about this shameful event. The Battle of Wounded Knee, and how they're standing around there, proudly holding their rifles above this pit of dead human beings that how do you do something like that unless you think those aren't human beings that's that's really how you do it you have dehumanized them to the point where they don't count these they're nothing they're, this is big game hunting for them they'll stand there and proudly show their kill and I thought when I saw these pictures, when I was reminded of this event in American history, which was not that long ago, 1890, 100-something years ago, the, in, the course, in, in the course of human events, it's nothing. It's a blip. It's a blink. So the, how do you get from the, that, you know, you know, for today, what I'm looking in contemporary, these are, these are just human beings. We're, quite, we're just as capable of this kind of heinous crime against humanity as these soldiers were, you know, just following orders, of course, right? But um, the, it's, we, it, it, what I was thinking of was that the, 
what's going on on the border is it, how, what would it take to get to the, something like that? They already demonize the people coming across the border. They're vermin. They're bringing disease. They're uh, they're not, and if they're not bringing disease, they're um, they're coming to kill us, right? Where the, all they're doing is fleeing the failed states we helped create. They're and Trump. In response to what's happening in the border, he, of course, they're, they're, he's, he sucks, all right? I mean, I'm, so what am I struggling for words? It's, he sucks. He stinks at everything he does. Everything he touches turns to crap. He just, just like Republicans, that's why he's their perfect standard bearer, because they, they are unfit to govern, just like he is unfit to lead a drunken conga line, much less a modern nation. He's unfit to, to hold office. He's unfit to do anything except cr- cash his daddy's trust fund. And he's unfit for that, too, because he bankrupted it numerous times over. This is a guy who, what would it take for, for the American soldiers to get to the point where, I, I mean, I, I hope it would never, we would never get there, where they're demonizing the migrants coming into the point where they're standing over a pit with, uh, smiling with their shotguns or whatever, or their M16s now. And that's because that's what's, that's the end of the story. It's we. It's not that we have evolved so much yet in uh, where we we wouldn't do something like that. Right now, if you, this is why. I mean, we spoke about this before because I'm always talking about Godwin's law, how I can't stand that, and how it's ridiculous, how you can't go th- th- take the examples of of history and learn from them today. The and in fact, instead of being so shy about referencing Nazis or saying that, uh, oh, whoever brings up Nazis will automatically lose the argument, I think we should bring them up more and more. Why should we forget them? I thought we said never forget, right? I thought that we we don't want to repeat something like that again. So why why are we so shy to... Uh, or to point it out if we see it in the slightest, in the, the uh, you know, oh, now somebody's alarm is going on out, going off outside. That's been going on for like days. Somebody's alarm. I don't know who it is, but this guy, it, it was happening in the middle of the night too. It was just going off. So this is New York. What do you want? Anyway. I hope you guys, it doesn't matter. This is what you get when you watch Terror Buster, right? You get alarms, you get cats walking in the background, you get doorbells ringing sometimes, you get, right? I mean, it is what it is. But, um, I guess it's part of the ambiance. So, anyway, yeah, so when I was watching this, it's like, we, what I was thinking, it, it was all, you know, it was all in my mind, thinking that, this is, we need to commemorate, I don't think that's the right word, but to recall these, these abhorrent events in human history by not, not sweeping them under the rug. So when we see something like Trump and the Republicans vilifying migrants as they do, as vermin, as uh, bringing disease and stirring up fear and ignorance around them because that's what they're doing, then we need to call it out for what it is and not just say, oh, well, the, we, there are two sides to, different, to, to the story. 
that they, uh, the, the Republicans, the, um, they have this equally legitimate point of view. It's not legitimate. It's fear-mongering. It's race-baiting. It's fascist. And it's got a, uh, a, a warning. And we, we should listen to the warnings of history regarding it. So, and it's highly loaded with uh, th- that, that, that rhetoric is, what that rhetoric leads to, to mass graves. Yeah, all over Europe right now, I was Googling. If you Google mass grave, you'll see there, th- when they, they find them all over Europe right now. They'll, they'll, if they're digging somewhere, they're trying to make a, a building or, or start a new construction somewhere, they'll, they'll stumble across mass grave. And that's the the residue of World War Two, right? The the they don't even know where these people are. Where do they come from? Who who are these? These of course these are the victims of the Nazis. They're still coming across these forgotten graves. So um, you know it's not that long ago. And um, when I when when I'm watching what's happening on the southern border, it's we we need to be very alarmed uh and because on top of it the republican party the just just the lies that they continuously tell about it that they don't want the american people to know the truth you we can never have an effective response to the situation because there's republicans will not allow that to happen they they're fear-mongering about it they are politicizing it they don't want to effectively respond to it. They want to use it to their political advantage, and that's it. In fact, they are happy that this is going on. They don't want to do anything to change it, because what you would do um, to change it is you would make it so the that the 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 governments that you are you know that the people are fleeing from that they're that you would fix the problems in those those countries instead of what Trump is saying he wants to pull funding from the countries that the migrants are coming from which is the exact last thing you would want to do if you wanted to stop migrants from coming here if that's what, if that's your goal you wouldn't penalize these screwed up governments by removing aid you would actually increase aid so there would be something so something would be done about the situation so they wouldn't have to be overrun with uh drug gangs and whatever you know you know what i mean they they're um but trump doesn't care see he thinks that that makes him sound tough to his stupid ass base his base are assholes all right there there's that 30 percent that we're never going to reach it's and i'm so sick of hearing about them they are the immoral minority they are the they the they're the least of our concerns really except for the fact that they have absolutely too much power in our country you don't give power to racists and fear-mongering morons when they're sitting around saying that they just repeat what they hear on fox news which is nothing but a propaganda channel and they uh you know i mean that they they're always going back to them on all these other stations saying oh what did what do trump supporters think now what do they are they um 
do, are they um, you know are they critical of Trump now or do they f- regret their vote now? Like who cares what they think now? You're talking about the the the, the base, the true core Trump base. You are the the David Duke types, the um, you know the real hardcore morons in this country, the racists. You're never we're never going to get through to them. Who cares? They need to be left behind. Like, they, uh, they're never going to be dragged, kicking, and screaming. They're always something we'll have to deal with because they, they live amongst us. But you should never, we, we should never um, give them power or even give them legitimacy by caring what they think. What are they, we should, I mean, of course, report on it and say, yeah, okay, you know, the racists uh, will never abandon him. But let's not forget who they are. Let's not give them legitimacy by pretending they really count. Who cares? The 30% that's left is like, you know, after the nuclear bomb goes off, what is, what's going to be left? Cockroaches and uh, regret? And uh, this is, that's how I feel about these Trump supporters. It doesn't matter what he does. He's right that he could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, but... Because he's speaking their language, the language of fear and hatred and division and ignorance. He's, he, he, how do you get through to that? You don't get through to people like that with truth. They've already they've left truth behind long ago. They, that's why they are racist. That's why they're fear-based and ignorant. They don't want to change. So, okay, leave them alone. You know, like the crazy uncle. You don't, I mean, you have to tolerate them, I suppose, because you, they have to, they're they're coming over on Thanksgiving. But other than that, you don't look to them to shape government policy. So, and the Republican Party, if anything, now, like I was saying in the beginning of the show, when, mark the, my words, they will eventually, the any any normal person, because there are some normal people, well, I guess I'm going against my, my, my theory. I don't, it's not a theory. I guess, you, what do you call it, a hypothesis? Is it, um, because I have a hypothesis that every Republican, if you're a Republican or, well, a, uh, and a Trump supporter, especially if you're, but, it, but all Republicans have something wrong with them, quote unquote, right? R- meaning there's some, what's driving them, either they're, they're misinformed, right? Or they're, uh, well, all of them are misinformed. So, but some, uh, let's say you're uh, a Wall Street bankster. That's why you're a Republican because you don't want to pay you want lowest the lowest taxes you can possibly get for the rich. That's one of their reasons, and I guess that's a legitimate reason. But the uh, you know that doesn't mean that, that that doesn't negate the fact that it's immoral. I mean, in my opinion, and I guess there in that uh, can bring up a whole other conversation. Sort of like what Anne Rand. Uh, saying that altruism is immoral. I guess if you're an Ann Rander, you know that's of, you're acting in your own best interest. We all we all act supposedly in our own interest, but you know, I mean, you also li- that's why we have empathy. This is why 
nature put empathy in us as beings because your the healthy development of a child into a into an emotionally stable and mature normal person that is capable of functioning in a democracy is that we are capable of putting ourselves into the shoes of others and so you don't want to inflict pain on people because you feel bad. You, I know what that would feel like, I guess. That's why we have that, right? We feel we have that bonding chemical, oxytocin. When we, have, when we see something, when we see injustice, we get outraged by it. You know, they've done studies on children that that children are wired for fairness when they see children, I mean, not, not just children, infants who can't even, like me, can't vocalize, can't verbalize, sort of like me, but um, where they would distribute something and, uh, but unequally to a, to toddlers or children who couldn't speak yet, babies. And the, they, the babies would react negatively. They don't like unfairness. Right? And they also, another study they talked, because there's always this um, debate in child development about you know, children being completely selfish or whatever. And I guess that is to a point, and then you develop. Uh, but multi most, mostly we are wired for community and fairness. So... That's, uh, this is really what these studies were about. And uh, the other thing was that children uh, would are um, innately helpful. And I'm, I guess I'm not saying the right words. Uh, I mean babies, like babies who can't, like, you know, Google Gaga type babies. They can't speak like me. So where they'll, uh, they'll want to help, something will be dropped and they'll, they'll try to pick it up and help the others and, Anyway, so the point is we're in this together. That's from, from the time we're born, if you're developing normally, where we have an interdependent nature, where we, that's why we have empathy, where you look at somebody else and you say, that's not fair. They're not getting the fair uh, and equitably distributed piece of the pie here, and that looks, that looks unjust, and they don't like it. And um, so... They um, and that's why democracy, as far as governing, is the most what we as as a human species. I think it's the most uh, well. I guess democratic democratic republic, a constitutionally limited democratic republic, is the most um, fair form of government because you want to be involved. You want your you want your voice to count. You want to be seen as a as a person. Uh, with with value, and you want to be treated with dignity and respect, and not to be treated like uh, a host just to suck profit from some you know that a corporation can or Trump or Donald Trump Jr. or Ivanka can suck profit. You know what I mean? And discard. So when uh, you know all this is going on here with these Republicans, that's why Republicans have to. That's why they're gonna lose. This is what. I always think because they really are on the wrong side, not just of history, of course, but humanity. They, they, they are the, um, then that's why they have to divide people. They have to stir up fear, ignorance, hatred, division. How do you, 
um, say you love your country and then attack immigrants in a nation of immigrants, when you're, you're talking about a country that is, that is made up primarily now of immigrants, so, and they're attacking immigrants, right? So that, what is that? That's sort of like self-loathing hatred. So how much do you have to hate this country to attack immigrants? If you like Norway so much, go get the hell out. Go to Norway. But the fact is they don't like, they don't want them in Norway. You think they want Trump and the Republicans? They don't want them either because, you know, I mean, like we we're saying, there are, they have the, they have problems with right wingers too. There's right because there's something in this human condition. Some people are less evolved than others psych- mentally, and if you're a racist, then you're just mentally devolved. I mean, in my opinion, how you you, you know you're stupid, you're you're dumb, and especially living here in America. What do you? Why are you? waving the flag and saying uh, USA, USA, USA. What exactly is it do you, that you love about this country when they're, when they're waving the flag, saying they hate uh, immigrants? It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. But there's, a lot of things don't make sense. One of the things I wanted to bring up was there's a few things. First of all, I mean, of course, the government shut down, but... Wait, I'm just want to get on Facebook here because I had this um, this article. I don't know if you guys have seen this. This is how stupid we live in a very stupid country. That um, let's see, these idiots in trucks are blocking Tesla station. Uh, uh, Tesla owners, yeah, complain that they're being iced. I C E D by rude pickup drivers. Okay, irate Tesla owners complain of being iced, meaning internal combustion engine. So you have these assholes who are driving around in with big trucks because they have small penises, so they need big trucks and uh, to compensate. Uh, uh, I mean, we can look it up. Freud would have a field day with these assholes. And uh, and because the world is evolving, things are changing. We're moving away from archaic, filthy energy, and we're moving towards renewable energy, which we should have done decades ago, of course, because even the oil companies decades ago, they knew that they that they were harming the planet, and that eventually that. They, in fact, as they were even denying it in public, in private, uh, behind the scenes, they were acting accordingly to their to their research. Meaning, they were um, they were uh, moving their oil rigs. They were making them higher off the ground to compensate for the rising sea levels. This is what they were doing. And uh, but while all the while publicly proclaiming that climate change is a hoax. That's how, I mean, because they hate this country. They not just hate this country, they hate this world. I mean, how, they're greedy. They're greedy little, like Trump. You know, there's not enough money for them. They, instead, they don't care about their their heirs and the people they leave behind on this planet. They have to live and clean up the mess. 
if we can even clean it up, if it gets to the point where it's we pass the point of no return. Now these idiots, this is from the Daily Mail, Tesla owners are increasingly complaining about rude truck drivers intentionally blocking supercharger stations in a practice so common it has become known as icing for internal combustion engine. So these are people that have no life. Clearly, they're dumb, and they, they're glued to Fox News. You know it. You know that they're stupid. So stupid, it hurts. So it says, the latest in- incident occurred on Saturday at a uh, Sheets in Hickory, North Carolina, with where a Tesla Model 3 owner was shocked to find pickup trucks blocking all of the electric charging stations. I've never had a supercharging experience like this one. These trucks blocked all of the chargers, chanted F Tesla, and were kicked out by the Sheets employee. Who do you report activity like this to? It was really uncomfortable, she continued. So you have these three assholes with their big giant penis extensions because they're lacking uh, something in regard to their own manhood. They need to throw their shit all over the place and... That's why I always say that Republicans are, and you know they're Republicans, okay? You, they're, who wants to make a bet? How can you tell? Know them by their fruits. A free democratic society requires you to not be, not be an asshole. You have to be able to, you, you have to have a certain level of maturity to be able to live with 320 million diverse people, to be able to you know, function and not not react like a douchebag when because you're driving a filthy uh, internal combustion engine that is going the way of the dinosaur, that's going the way of the dinosaurs that fuel your ICE. Uh, so um, that's the way it is. The world is evolving without them, and that's that's why I always say that 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 book. Left Behind, that Left Behind series in, uh, these, that became so popular, it's, it is really typical that it would because the, sa- the very people that are, they are literally being left behind by, by progress. And so they, they, instead of joining and you know, going in for the ride because they don't, they don't have the maturity, they lack that that emotional maturity they're not uh, they're they're like they're babies just like they're big baby trump so they 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 project their fear outwards and so of course this book is a big hit with them or maybe i don't know i guess this was long ago i'm sure it's still a hit but because they're projecting that, you know, they're projecting outwards that they're left behind. Because they are left behind, that we're going to be left behind. The normal people are being left behind, right? That's what they're, they're projecting out. That's what they hope. No, that we're not being left behind. We're leaving them behind, and it's causing them a lot of anxiety. But like this idiot, you could, I mean, what would make you so angry that um, somebody's, somebody posted a picture of this truck, this ugly-looking truck, backed into a Tesla charging station, pretending it's getting a charge. So he took the, the hook out, and he stuck it in the back of his pickup, as if 
he's getting a charge. Why would you do that? Because you because you know why? Because they like liberal tears, you see. This is how they think they're getting liberal tears. And there and there you go, which goes to show you just how unfit they are to function in a free democratic society because if you're functioning and your your whole governing philosophy is that you want to make liberal tears, then you're unfit. You're literally unfit. Because my, my philosophy in life is not, oh, I think this is going to piss off conservatives and whatever that means now. What's a conservative? They're not conserving anything. They don't do anything. They're not conserving the environment. They're not conserving decency and democracy. They're not conserving dignity. They don't conserve shit. They're conserving what? The uh, They're dragging us back to times best left in the history's dung pile. That's what they want. They're drag- that's, that's what they're conserving. They're conserving the worst elements of history. Let's con- like the, uh, the, the flag of traitors and racists, their, their Confederate flag or anything. They're conserving ignorance, conserving stupidity. Is that the same thing? No, I guess not. They're that I mean, because what do they conserve? Because you could talk about um, in back in the past when you when you look back on Republican presidents like Nixon with uh, and you look back on him and say, well, at least Nixon started the EPA. I mean, at least he was conserving something. They there's none of they they have nothing left. Republicans they are bankrupt, morally spiritually bankrupt. That's why they have to pretend to love Jesus and make you say Merry Christmas and whatnot because that's all they got. They got nothing. It's like, Merry Christmas, goddamn you. Say Merry Christmas. They uh, That's how, because they want you to be free, right? In their free society, you can only say certain things that don't upset them. So that's how uh, they're all rugged individuals like this idiot who he's such a rugged, rugged individual. He can't stand that other individuals are driving cars that don't run on dirty, filthy, archaic energy that is being left behind by progress. See, so he's like a big baby with a poopy in his diapy. Just like his poopy diapy president, they're, they, they, stay, they stink. They poop their pants in front of society because that's really what that is. When I see a picture of a, of a truck in front of a Tesla charging station pretending to get a charge, that is the equivalent of a, giant, of a man with a giant diaper on taking a shit right in his diaper. That's what that is. That's a big poopy pants. And, but that's why they, we need to get rid of these, uh, these Republicans out of our government. Isn't it fitting that they leave town in, 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 that, in a government that is completely shut down, a government in disarray? And it's always the Democrats' fault. So now, of course, you know what I mean? Because Republicans, the party of personal responsibility— they don't take they only take responsibility when they're trying to deny migrants a blanket right or a access to the freedom that they take for granted that these republican trust fund brat and big big uh, king baby poopy pants 
that they take for granted. So um, they, um, you know, they're just completely unfit. They're unfit. So it's, uh, they, and they prove it every day. So isn't it, isn't it fitting that they leave town and leave it for Nancy Pelosi? How many times have we gone through this? That Republicans get power by hook or by crook. All, how long has it, we go back to the first Republican Great Depression and the, how they screwed up this country to, how, to the point, and they didn't even care because, you know, they are like cult members. And according to their cult, you don't touch the market. You don't do anything. Let the market will correct. It doesn't matter how many people starve in the streets. That, that as long as a few at the top get paid, then it's all worth it to them. That's just the way it is because they're like a cult. Take this, drink this Kool-Aid, and you, that's, it doesn't matter. You're going for a ride. So the, the, after the first Republican Great Depression, what did they do? Nothing. That's why when FDR came in in his first 100 days, he, turned, he had to get immediately to work turning this shit around because the Republicans, they did nothing. They would, you know, they had a hands-off approach. That was, that's their cult. Hands off the market. Don't do anything. But... Um, obviously they, how many times do we have to prove them wrong? They are constantly being proven wrong that every time they get, get control of government, they destroy everything they touch. So, you know, and, oh, in my head, I heard, well, Reagan, you know, the, the whole Ra Ronald Reagan, um, elected in, uh, two landslide elections, but the, the whole, the situation with Reagan, of course, was, you see, one of the um, unfortunate, um, um, what's the word, unfortunate results of the New Deal was that the American worker uh, has a very short memory, and they started to think that the decent middle-class life that was built from the from FDR's New Deal policies, because the the middle class wasn't created because some billionaires felt like trickling it. It it came about by uh, by the result of government policy that started to build this country from the ground up, and protected unions and encourage. In fact, FDR. Uh, encouraged union uh, membership, and that's part used his bully pulpit in many ways to it strengthen the the middle class. And in fact, he said, "If I were a worker, the f the first thing I would do when I joined a factory, I would join the union and things like that." So that's they the that's the only seat at the table that Americans had, and. Uh, you know, in business, they, uh, you're not sitting around, um, these, these, the Titans of industry don't, they're not like, Oh, well, let's ask the workers here what they think. And no, you would generally just bat it around like, uh, nothing inhumanely. And so what the, after years, uh, known as the great prosperity, Amer the American worker, including people like my father, who was a garbage man and was a teamster and he was able to raise his family, my, you know, me and my brother and sister, 
and um, on a garbage man's salary and have a decent middle class life, go on vacation. But, you know, he bought the house, bought cars every few years. It was that was expected now. That was his birthright. He didn't go to college. He was able to uh, have this life thanks to the union that made it possible and through the the New Deal policies that that at the time, um, you know, um, American the American worker started to think a decent middle class life was their birthright, that they had done it themselves because just they worked hard. And rather than knowing the the full picture and of course a lot of the new deal one of the failings of the new deal was that the it wasn't extended to black people or people of color and so when my father and his brothers were able to use their gi bill money to buy houses they uh people who were black who came back from war who got out of the mil- military or service or whatever they weren't able to do that. They were they were barred from doing that. So this is that's how you have the disparity. So but so but into the um, into that world, you start having uh, the you know people like Rush Limbaugh singing this song of racism that uh, the uh, telling people like my father that if there's a problem in the uh, inner cities, quote-unquote, then that's because uh, uh, there's too much welfare. People are getting too much welfare. There's too much immigration. It's always brown people's fault. Rather than, you know, seeing the big picture. And, uh, but anyway, so that's the, that's why Reagan was able to get away with his shit. Because the, the fact is that the, the American worker started to think that, the uh their middle class life was uh of a result of the fact that they just worked hard right and it's really uh, yeah i'm sure they worked hard but they nobody works harder now than the poor and people who have to work three uni- uniquely american uh low paying jobs and have no benefits and no retirement security so the that they were into that, into that, uh, you know, the New Deal, into the Great Prosperity, you start, the, the Republican Party steps in and they start dividing people along racial lines. It's because at the time when the middle class was rising, you know, the, the different people were uh, in these outsized groups wanted their seat at the table. And uh, you start having a lot of uh, discord in the country. So anyway, whatever. I hope I'm making sense. Obviously, it's been a long week. And they and uh, as my father was would ride to uh, Atlantic City, he'd turn on Rush Limbaugh and listen to these his bullshit constantly, railing against welfare queens and. And it's it's just lies. And in his mind, because he what the hell did he know? You know, he didn't know. Uh, he saw life through his own lens. He wasn't. He didn't know. Uh, you know uh, how it is to be, let's say, uh, of color in this country. And anyway, so that's how Republicans were able to get away with their shit 
because the American worker was built to the, uh, they had uh, free time and they, they started to, um, you know, once the, uh, the standard of living started to decline, they, uh, you know, the Republicans just amped up the racism more. It was, it's not the system, it's the others. Other people are coming. They're taking your money. They're taking advantage. It's not that people like Donald Trump and his undeserving heirs and his, uh, are taking advantage. It's the welfare queen or the brown, the, the illegal they're taking advantage. They're, and if it wasn't for them, everything would be utopia again, as if it ever were. But anyway, so that's, that's how they were able to get away with it. They, uh, because of the Democratic New Deal policies that enabled the working class to, uh, to ha- or the white working class, to be more specific, to have a seat at the table. And they started to, uh, Republicans actively sowed racial discord when things started, uh, whenever they, well, whenever they could, in fact, and they still do it. So they're doing it to this day, as we see. And it's, it's almost, um, it's not even, it's not comical. It's to me, when I see people falling for it, I wonder how they could be so stupid because it is the oldest tricks in the book. They've been doing it for so long. How stupid are you to continuously fall for it? But and that's that, that's what they do because they don't want you turning or the let's say not you guys, but the Fox News victims. They don't want them turning their anger where it really belongs. They want to turn it on Donald Trump. They don't want you know. They want you to keep it off Donald Trump is what I'm trying to say. And those. The grifters. If if there are grifters now, these the the same people who are worried about a welfare queen, quote unquote, or somebody who's getting getting over. You notice how um, Republicans they're always after the 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 vulnerable. Somebody's getting an extra fifteen dollars in their welfare check that they don't deserve. They should be working. Does anybody ask Donald Trump F and Jr. when he's gonna when he about his working? What does he do for a living, this idiot? If you go on his on his Instagram feed, I don't. I mean, I I don't recommend it, but they he's he's useless. He's he does nothing. He brings nothing to the table. He has absolutely no gratitude. That's the other thing. At least when you there are some rich people like you know the prince or whatever we we spoke about him a couple of uh, weeks ago. The the. You know, the Prince of England, the the Prince, what's his name? William and the other one and Harry. At least they have a sense of um, obligation to, it seems. They don't run around like assholes. They don't run around killing and murdering animals for no good reason. They, uh, and on, they don't use their, their platform to sow discord amongst the people. I mean, but nobody ever asked... Donald Trump Jr., who, they, who is the most prolific con man next to his his undeserving father, who uh, they never earned a legitimate dollar in their life. These grifters, they are losers. To uh, except for the fact that they were a, they're able to convince a whole lot of assholes 
like the idiot who blocks this Tesla charging station, that they're successful because they played a successful businessman. The, all, all you got to do is play one on TV. It doesn't matter what's real, which is why it's, of course, Republicans are, doesn't matter what's real. They'll just keep sowing racial discord, hatred, animosity, ignorance, because they need that for their political advantage. If all of the sudden everything was fair and legitimate, we would all see just how inadequate they really are. They would never be able to make a buck. These Republican, these, well, these Trump, Trump and Z's for, for real. The other day, he goes off on migrants. Well, let me see. Let me just play this because he's, he's, he, uh, you know, be afraid. This vicious gang has transformed once peaceful, beautiful communities that I know so well. I know them all into blood-stained killing fields, savagely murdering, raping, and mutilating their victims. While Trump is whining and railing against immigrants as uh, rapists and killers and destroyers of one's beautiful communities that he knows so well, like, please, he knows so well. He knows nothing. There is nothing that he knows, and there is certainly nothing he knows so well. So he even lies about that. He, just, he lies. That's all he is, is a big, fat, con man liar. But he's talking about the brutal murder. What about the brutal murder of a journalist? So I guess no harm, no foul. If uh, the Mexicans had a lot of money, or maybe if they had a contract to make more weapons of war. But uh, according to Trump, we're now supposed to be afraid because there's the brutal, brutal murders everywhere, blood stains in the streets. But as far as the Saudis are concerned, oh, well, when they lured a member of the Fourth Estate, the only protected profession in our founding documents, into their consulate and dismembered him alive, oh, well, what are you going to do? They're giving us a lot of money. Um, it's, you talk about a head spinner, right? All I could say to the migrants, what would help you out is if you had a big, fat defense contract you don't even have to have it. All you got to do is promise to pay Donald Trump. Just tweet it that you have a two trillion, billion, million, gazillion dollar contract because it doesn't really have to be real. Be afraid, but don't be afraid of Donald Trump's pals literally and actually committing atrocities. It is confusing because how do you know how to behave? And well, I guess. That's why they watch Fox News. That's why the Trump pansies have Fox News on and they're being told what to do because Fox News and Trump and all the Republicans give them permission to be assholes and call that strong. That's what they think. Let me block this Tesla station. This is I'm being strong when in reality we know that they are weak. There is nothing weaker than an ignorant Republican dupe. I mean, I guess there's no other way to uh, close out this hour than saying that. They are, there is nothing weaker than the Republican Party. And I, I am going to take a break in a minute because Bob Kincaid's going to call in. But I wanted to play this other thing before I take this break. Let me play this Claire McCaskill. She's leaving. So all the Republicans who are leaving Congress, they all, they get a spine about Trump. What the Republicans say privately. They're keeping their head down. 
And here's what they're rationalizing in their heads. Now, they'll tell you, if it's just the two of you, you know, the guy's nuts. You know, he doesn't have a grasp of the issues. He doesn't, he's making brash decisions. He's not listening to the people who know the subject matter. But in public, if they go after him, they know they get a primary. And they know that's tough. And they've watched what's happened to their colleagues who did go after him. This is a completely different Republican Party. Now, I think history will judge uh, some of my colleagues harshly that they didn't stand up to this president. You goddamn right. History will judge. We're judging them right now. But that's who the Republicans are. Behind closed doors, they say, we know he's nuts. That's how much they hate this country. Because if you really love this country and everything that you supposedly stand for, wouldn't you stand up and say, this has to stop. This moron is destroying this country. The, the dignity, the humanity. He's an idiot. He has no grasp of the issue. He's, a me he's mentally ill on top of it. Because the, the, how do you know he's mentally ill? Because the mentally ill do not know their limitations. That's how you know they're mentally ill. It's almost a cliche where someone who's mentally ill saying, hey, I'm Superman, I can fly, and then they jump out the window. That's because they don't know their limitations. What, but he, like Trump, he doesn't know his limitations. He's like, I can be president. But that's nothing but a mark of just how mentally ill he actually is. And the Republican Party is so morally bankrupt that they allowed him, that they hooked their entire party to that con man's ass and went for the ride. All right, guys, I'm going to go make a cup of tea. And, and then on the other side, we're going to have Bob Kincaid. On the phone is Bob Kincaid from Head On Radio, and he's a frequent guest on MSNBC. He's an activist for the Appalachian. What oh, uh, it's, uh, it's the AIC campaign, the Appalachian Communities Health Emergency Campaign. Right. Bob does a lot of uh, – Bob is the real deal. He, he's, he puts his ass on the line, uh, and for real. Like, he's going to – the different offices of our elected representatives and and literally lobbying for people's lives to, so it's i really um admire you bob for for doing that too and we're because it's this is the way really it is supposed to be the participatory government and it's that's what they're there for they're supposed to hear you and and consider what the the implications of their actions uh, but anyway um i want to well precisely that's yeah. the way it's supposed to work right. um and we you know uh when when you realize what's going on here in the uh, mountaintop removal sacrifice zone of appalachia mm. uh it 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 calls on people to confront them with the consequences of their act and we're really excited right now because Having pursued this bill since 2012, uh, it'll be the seventh anniversary in June. Um, we finally uh, we finally got a Congress that gives us the potential to pass right. the bill in the House. Wow! And so uh, it'll be reintroduced. Right. I'm not sure exactly 
when it does, we'll be going back to D.C. and hiking the hiking the halls again. You think Trump would sign it? And you th- what do you think it'll? Do you think it'll go through the through the Senate too? Well, uh, I'm not particularly sanguine about that, but if we can get it through the House, that's a huge, right. huge hurdle. Right. Right. And then. You know, it, it, I've been telling people for weeks now. You got to dream big about 2020. Right. right. There, there's 20. There's 20 Republican seats up, and I, I want to win all of them. I know. I know. Well, that's they say that the map favors the Democrats in 2020. So that's good. And I am really heartened by by that. And also, it's that's the only thing that really keeps me off the ledge a lot because if Trump has done anything it's he has exposed just how horrific the Republicans are and that's why we have to we have to brand Republicans they own him they own him they and it's only going to get worse I know that but they they can't they're never going to be able to run away from him as much as they try we have to we have to brand them with Trump they, uh, I mean, I guess some of them think that that's a good thing, but it's not. That's not always going to be the case. It's the truth. They're, well, you know, once that they they are, they're they're a wholly immoral, amoral, morally bankrupt, bankrupt, ethically compromised uh, group of people. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the very idea that these people run around saying that they're pro life. Oh, I know. And yet they're. Is out. I don't know if you saw this earlier today. This filthy, sleazy, disgusting pair of tweets that he sent out, blaming dead children for being dead. Oh no, I didn't see that. Holy shit! I'm looking on it. No. Oh, it's sickening. Uh, I've got it handy here. Let me just share if you don't mind. Oh shit! Yeah, please. Any deaths of children or others at the border are strictly the fault of the Democrats and their pathetic immigration policies. That allow people to make the long trek thinking they can enter our country illegally. They can't. If we had a wall, they wouldn't even try. Oh. The two children in question were very sick before they were given over to Border Patrol. The father of the young girl said it was not their fault. He hadn't given her water in days. Oh, border you. Patrol needs the wall and it will all end. They're working so hard and getting so little credit. I saw that, Tara, oh. and I felt. Right. It's uh, that is the only appropriate response to something like that. It, and and he he does literally make me sick. I feel disgusted when uh, when I see him or hear him or something like that. When I hear something like that, it it makes me sick. I literally feel disgusted from him. And how do you because you know he doesn't give a shit about those kids anyway. It's his his opportunity to call for a wall um again i thought mexico was going to pay for this wall i'm uh, i'm getting the feeling that mexico's not going to pay <laughs> just to kind of stick with the topic for a second here i want to point something out and it's something that i've been talking about uh, over on on the horn for the last couple of days the incubation okay first of all this child was taken captive uh, not at the point of entry, but near the port of entry for I think El Paso, mm-hmm. and so uh, out in the out out in the border area somewhere, the child and his father were taken into custody, and they were at that point on December the 18th around Americans, 
not necessarily mm-hmm. other refugees. The incubation period for flu mm-hmm. is about two to four days. They were in a, right. uh, American captivity for six. Right. They did not bring this disease, uh, the flu that killed this little boy, with them from Mexico. They got it in That's the right. United States because we did not even follow our proper immigration protocols. And they were off, off, they, uh, they were off away from the point of port of entry because... Yep. Because Trump and the and the and the and the maggots have throttled, strangled the port of entry. And one last thing, based on those tweets, that godforsaken idiot uh, doesn't even know. And of course, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. That's mm-hmm. the Dunning Kruger effect. And and the maggots don't know that it is not illegal to seek asylum right. in the United States. That's right. That, and that's but they keep harping on that. They keep beating that drum entering illegally and they're not entering illegally. They are seeking asylum, you bastards. And the, these laws were put in place by the us and the international community after World War Two, because we didn't want what happened to the Jews to ever happen again. So the fact that they're doing that to these these migrants seeking asylum legally, they're closing ports of entry, and then they are harassing them by putting them into really uncomfortable positions. They're, that's what they're trying to do. They're deterring them by putting them, they call it ice boxes, where it's super cold, and they they of course these people are dying and you're you're getting they're not being treated humanely so the um and then to turn around and blame the children and the and the parents for putting them into the situation they these parents are coming here to save their kids lives because they love their children and these fucking these con men these republicans fake christian uh, uh, these, uh, you know, these, they sit in their ivory towers. They have never sacrificed a, a goddamn thing in their life. Yeah, I mean, Sarah Sanders, could you imagine? What would she do fleeing across a desert? These people are, they're uncomfortable when you say Merry Christmas. They, they, do you think they would endure the uncomfortability of a desert thousands of miles? It's unbelievable. Not Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, but you know what I'm saying. So I, uh, it's, well, yeah, and the fact, the fact, yeah. matter, the fact of the matter is, Tara, you know who I want in my country. I right. want people in my country yeah. that have the that have the nerve. That's and right. The, and, and the and and the strength and the character to walk two thousand miles right. in the hope of that freedom. is so that's true. A country worth building. Exactly. That's what I I say that all the time. I that's I would rather have a million people that 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 risked everything to obtain this freedom that these assholes take for granted than any than one of Donald Trump's useless spawns who have never done a goddamn thing for anybody in their life so i uh the, these these Julius, what's that sorry <laughs> Julius Geeter can't walk 18 holes i know golf, that's right let alone oh, i know I know I, it's so true, and for him to criticize, the, they, we should be commending them and uh, offering them sanctuary and giving them their day in court. And that's what they—that's what was going on under in Obama. They would give them a, a court date, and a hundred percent of the people that were given a court date showed up to their court date. 
So they uh, they weren't kept in these facilities where they were made uncomfortable or separated by from their children. And they um, I don't understand how then you have Christian Nielsen and uh, Sarah Sanders blame and now now this Twitler bastard blaming the children themselves for being de- the uh, and, and as if this wall would do anything that the so-called wall that Mexico was going to pay for anyway. I mean, um, it's so vile. When, why don't you take that money for a, that you were going to spend on a wall and give these people some fucking uh, humane treatment? God damn it. It's, um, uh, and, but this is what Republicans have done to this country. They don't care. How many kids die? Well, he's, look, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a super-duper extra-special double-secret probation billionaire. Hey, Donnie, do <laughs> okay. something patriotic. Right. Right. Build the damn wall here. Right. That's right. Why don't you have to have a GoFundMe page? Uh, then, then, yeah, and then ask uh, then then ask Mexico to pay. For it. Right, right. Hey, Mexico I mean, the, should. That's really true. Offended. Yes, the whole thing is so insane. Oh, I know. If Mexico, if he's so certain that Mexico's going to pay for the wall after the fact, then that's right. Put up your money. Put up your own money because you're so you're such a billionaire. This is all we hear about. I mean, all that money that you got from for covering up Khashoggi's murder. Why don't you put some of that on the table, and then uh, we'll Mexico will pay you back if you're so if you're 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 such a patriot. You so you so care about the safety of the American people. I mean, but that there you go. The, the Republicans. That's how much they hate this country, and they hate the American people because they would rather put us through this the, to and watch uh, kids die. They don't give a shit. They they don't like the way it looks. That's what it is. They don't care how many children die. They just don't like the fact that it got out, and it's bad. It's bad publicity for them. So you know, if, if as long as we I don't, don't know. know. Did, you, did you see the clip? Did you see the clip of Kirsten Nielsen testifying before Congress yes. where a member of Congress a member of Congress held up a photo of little Felipe Alonso Gomez mm. and oh. said this uh, said Felipe didn't have to die and uh, uh, Kirsten Nielsen looks at him and goes hey? oh no oh <laughs> no she uh, I saw this a clip of her I'm, I'm wondering oh, if this is it and horrible. and she was when he, oh, let me just see if this, I, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this, but we'll see. Hold on. <laughs> this will be a good test because, well, you don't really need to hear it. All, all you need, the, when the congressman is questioning her about the death of children, Kirsten Nielsen is looking around, uh, put, tapping her papers, going through her paper, you know. Pret- oh, rolling her eyes. Yeah, she's uh, looking at her shoes, fixing her coat, you know, and because she don't give a shit. Let me see if this is it. Well, that whole thing. The majority on this Congress, committee must think you're doing a fantastic job. Just, uh, they've ordered this hearing so that you could come before us. And all the evidence was a tweet you to me. Thank God that wall wasn't there. And thank God there wasn't an administration like this or he would have too have perished on the 28th, on the day of innocence, when Herod ordered the murder of every child under two years of age. <laughs> anyway, whatever. You get the point. It does. It, were you able to hear that clip, by the way? Bob? No. Oh, okay. Shit. What the yeah. hell? 
What is going on? Can you hear me now? I just click something. Yeah, yeah, we're we're still we're still. Oh, okay. Uh, this happens to us every time we do this. It seems like it does. I think it's. I don't know. It's weird. I have to figure out. I I need a new computer. That's the problem. So I need a new computer. I I will get one soon. So hopefully it'll clear things well, up you know, a little. Like like just, like just about everybody who does this on this side of the political spectrum, <laughs> you have to go hat in hat. That's true. To, to do anything, it's ridiculous. Me, meanwhile, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 white wing think tanks out there are just pouring money hand over fist on uh, on 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 any creep. That's right. With a microphone, who wants to who wants to go out and shout hate? That's right. And that's uh, all of the. All you got to do is is spew their their propaganda, and they will fund you. Like, yeah, you don't even have to beg. There's that's it. You're you're done. You're a done deal. Like Milo, all these inadequate, fake uh, intellectuals that that inhabit the right wing. They're they they don't ever have to have a Patreon page. Well, or... I mean, it, it astonishes. <laughs> There's no filter and no shame. I I played a clip last night of. Uh some skeevy dude named Josh Bernstein mm. who was actually calling for the execution of Barack Obama, uh, uh, Michelle Obama, mm. Hillary Clinton, uh, uh, Peter Strzok, uh, you know, the, the, the usuals, uh, you know, the usuals for, uh, mm-hmm. for the, for the right wing, but actually called for them to be killed and well, gets away with it. Right. And, so when pipe bombs go through the mail or anthrax, um, who I guess we shouldn't look to this idiot for because this is what they're doing. They they uh, but they they hope that they're going to activate one one of their mentally ill followers. It's like the it's like the guy that ran the car in uh, into Heather Heyer. There's so, uh, he was incited by all this hateful rhetoric coming from the right wing. So it's not even, they're not even talking in dog whistles. So when you have somebody this like Josh Bernstein calling for the execution of former presidents and, uh, and other people on the Democratic, uh, you know, other normal people, um, that, where is the line? Isn't there some kind of um, is remedy for this? No, I guess we're, could you imagine if, uh, if one of us did something like that? I would never, of course, but uh, called for the execution of a right winger. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, they would, uh, it would be all over. It, it, why isn't somebody doing something about this guy? Who is this guy anyway? This is Josh Bernstein. Uh, he's uh, he's just he started up in 2014 as a podcast, and then you know, oh yeah, money started pouring in and. Right, uh, but I mean, he he, uh, he he has called for cops to be killed. You know, usually if you holler "kill a cop," uh, the right wing goes into a blue oh. lives matter purple poking screaming <laughs> hissy. Right. But this guy said, "Oh, if they try to come and take your guns, you kill those cops." Wow! And what do you get from the right wing? Crickets. Yeah, nothing. Well, that's how you. They're just they are morally bankrupt. That's why we know they're they're full of shit. It's it's they it it's complete hypocrisy. And um, you know, like you said, if 
if a left winger says black lives matter and they're crying blue lives matter. I mean, I guess it all depends if the cop is a Democrat or not, right? Then uh, it all depends. There's different rules for them. But um, when you were talking about the uh, what you're doing with the Appalachian Health Emergency, the I was just I'm just yeah. looking for this article that I came across. Where the heck is it? Oh, um, because you know how Trump is undoing all these regulations as if there's you know regulations just holding holding them back. These these giants of industry they can't make a buck unless they can use America the Beautiful as their toilet, right? So uh, apparently it's just holding back capitalism. But I came across this article on on uh, the time in the Times about this town that where is it now? Let me see. I'll just read a little bit of it about these workers that the Obama administration tried to tried to ban this chemical, and of course it, with uh, Trump's EPA, it's all it's uh, everything is on the table now. So now they're using this chemical that is highly toxic to the human uh, and uh, animal species, right? So, and workers are in the field working when, uh, and their uh, people are like falling down. No, I don't know if anybody's died yet, but it says, let me see. Um, let me just read a little. We were teasing each other saying, ha ha, you don't want to work. Cause somebody fell over while they were working. Right. And it says, uh, soon nearly everyone felt a burning sensation and queasiness. Some fainted. Those not immediately incapacitated help each other. They put a pillow under Miss Lopez's head and stood over her, waving her arms and her face to, fresh, to offer her fresh air. Fire trucks and ambulances came. They stayed out on the road a couple hundred yards from the cabbage field. Uh, Mrs. Lopez remembers being ushered behind curtains. Blah, blah, blah. She said she was given medicine and released. But uh, it says, had Donald Trump not won the pre- presidency in 2016, millions of pounds of chlorophyphros most likely would not have been applied to American crops over the past 21 months. It would not have sickened substantial numbers of farm workers or risked what the EPA's own studies suggest could be continued long-term health problems for others exposed to chemical at low levels. So this this drug now that's being sprayed on the crops that was banned under Obama is now being used again, and uh, workers are literally falling over in the fields from it. But the, and. How do these Republicans say they love this country? They love America. They're patriotic. They're all about life, pro-life. When they're they're using these chemicals that are harming people as we speak, and God knows what's going to happen now. It's in the food again, and we're ingesting it. And if if these workers are falling over, when uh, just by exposure to it. How is it? How do we not know everybody's ingesting it? And what are the long-term implications of ha- this? This is what happens when you have a Republican government. It's we're all in danger. So they could say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. I got, I hope they're freaking happy. But um, I was reading this and it's like this. Something like this is so alarming. But um. 
why uh, i i know it's it matters like who gives a shit right i'm just saying this sarcastically like who's gonna run for president in 2020 i i just keep hearing all these reports on msnbc how kamala harris wants to run and beto and who and who's gonna be what how come i haven't seen anything about this doesn't it seem like a little bit more important right now that uh there's these chemicals you would you would you would think you would think, but the multimillionaire for-profit media loves a horse race. It's, it's almost sometimes as if right. that's all they can do. Right. It's like over and over and over. Beto uh, was number – because I just saw this other thing. They were like, oh, um, who who was uh, the poll? They said Joe Biden was number one, and then Bernie, and then Beto, and we need new blood. And who gives a shit? I'm saying, how many times do I have to see this story on here? Like, over and over, in different ways, being told. Give a little bit of air time to the fact that there are, there are right now, workers picking your, your food that you're, you're eating, and they're falling over in the fields because um, Trump and his filthy Republican Party have allowed these deadly chemicals back into our environment. I, I don't get it. And I'm, uh, you know, it's to me. Well, I, don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught this one. I don't know if you caught this one, Tara. But now the uh, uh, the Trump regime wants to allow, uh, wants to relax regulation so coal fired power plants can put more mercury into the environment. Oh my more God, mercury. <sighs> and so they they love America, though, right? So they so when he gets up there and he's he's whining and and stirring up fear about how the there's blood in the streets and uh how uh we're all in danger but we're not don't worry about that though don't worry about the fact that you're going to you're be poisoned you're being poisoned literally if if a terrorist came here and dropped a bomb with mercury or with uh this other chemical agent and people started falling over we'd the, uh, we'd be very concerned. We'd close. We would close the borders. There would be, uh, you know, Trump would uh, be building a wall himself. But this, uh, it's uh, that a corporation is doing it because I guess it's cheaper. It's how many? Because they, they don't care about people. They don't care about America at all. There are people falling over in the fields. Who cares? Whatever. They're the least among us. You know, so I mean, Sarah Sanders has bigger fish to fry on uh, when she's and uh, her 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 according to her right wing Jesus, right, uh, is all about um, blocking <laughs> blocking migrants and uh, you know turning a blind eye when the least among us really are uh, fall, collapsing from chemicals. It's, yeah, it's, it's so much of that whole G, all that all that we love Jesus business, huh? I know. I mean, I I, I mean, always say yeah. I I wish that um they were actually I I wish that they actually did love Jesus as much as they proclaim to love him because we we wouldn't be in this situation. We they first of all, they would have given all their money to the poor and they they would be opening the borders to the, I'm not saying I'm not calling for open borders. That's a that's a uh, but um they would open the they would allow migrants into the country without treating them like they wouldn't they wouldn't treat a dog like they treat these people coming up here. That's and you know that for a fact. 
So uh, it's sure. it's true. They that because they're I mean, their savior, their their savior literally said, "If you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it also unto me. And if you've not done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've not done it unto right. me." So right. basically, the, the the upshot of that. I mean, I'm not a Christian, and mm-hmm. you know, but you can take existential meaning away from some of these lessons too. And the fact of the matter is. What that boils down to is Jesus said that little Felipe Alonzo Gomez, who died at eight of the damn flu that he caught in the Mm -hmm. United States, that was Jesus they killed. That's right. That, whoa. At least that's what Yeshua, the brown-skinned Palestinian day laborer and itinerant semi-literate rabbi said. (laughs) Exactly. they, They don't want to deal with the inconveniences. Right. And little little sick Guatemalan children are inconvenient. That's right. That's right. I mean, how do you look at what because happened? It Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. Because it conflicts with their internal vision of a lily white America where we're all uh, where where where, you know, privilege attaches to those who, you know, mm-hmm. deserve it. Well, that's it. And in yeah. Right. Form, mm-hmm. In a bizarre form of like sick, twisted, psychopathic Calvinism, uh, you prove your worth. God God shows the world uh, who's worth what by how much money they have. Right. I know. And no that matter is, how they uh, got, that, how, and no matter how they obtained their money, too. That's the other thing. That I, I look at Trump and the Republican Party. The, many in the, of the average Joe Republicans, they... they they like to imagine, of course, themselves to be temporarily embarrassed millionaires, right? But they'll never, they'll never be like Trump, you know. But they're the all the people that Trump has surrounded himself with. It does. They half of them aren't even legitimate business people. They came up with some scam or something. They they figured something out. They like Amway. That's they don't really offer anything. They're not innovators. They're not. They just figured out a way to separate dupes from their money. It's sort of like Sheldon Adelson in his casino. Okay, whatever. Who? Um. So you made a casino. Uh. It's to. It's. You might as well have just opened a uh, a crack spot. You know what I mean? It's you're 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 playing with people's addiction. Okay, great. What have you done? They they don't they they're so selfish. They don't even use their privilege. To do anything worthy except to give themselves more privilege. And I don't know how anybody who calls themselves a Christian thinks that that's, uh, according to their teachings or what Jesus said, it's, I don't understand. Like you said, you know, the Dunning-Kruger effect meets uh, cognitive dissonance. It's it's unreal. Um, How do you... I guess uh, denial or something. Like, how do you sleep at night? Really, you know what I mean. How do they justify their behavior? Like when Kristen Nielsen talks about uh, how you know when you sat up in front of Congress, when she sat up in front of Congress and didn't know the names or how many people died under her in her custody. Um, I don't know how she goes and really you know, goes about her business and doesn't really have a breakdown and say, I, I'm a horrible person. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
It's bizarre to me. It's really bizarre. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say this might be a if this is a little bit uh, beyond the pale, I apologize. It's okay. Uh, but, you know, there are cultures, ancient and modern, where if you do something that is so immensely right. shameful mm-hmm. that the shame itself is unbearable, uh, that culture, those cultures say, you know, it's okay just to take yourself out of the game. <laughs> uh, and, right. and, and, and what shame, what a pity it is uh, right. that, that maybe that, that idea doesn't exist in yeah. our own culture. It's because, true. well, uh, right. I mean, how... What kind of bifurcation of soul or spirit must one have to be able to uh, go to work in the morning and say, well, you know, it's those children's fault for being dead, right. like right. Kirsten Neal did, yeah. and then go home at the end of the day, go, hi, honey, I'm home, That's how was work? Right. Oh, work was good, couple of dead kids, no biggie, let's go to dinner. Right. How do you do that? Yep, and then get so upset when... Let's say Kirsten Nielsen, like she went to dinner during when she was separating babies from their mother's arms and she was confronted by protesters at a restaurant. And that was so offensive to her and all over right wing media. Oh, it's so offensive how these big bad liberals are coming and bothering Kirsten Nielsen while she eats her in her high class restaurant. Um and then all over the media, we kept hearing about both sides. Both sides are doing it. This We have to tamp down this rhetoric, right? But no, it's not both sides. What is the, what is the appropriate response to inhumanity? I think uh, you could inconvenience somebody at dinner. That's for sure. They shouldn't be allowed to j- walk around to civilized society without being confronted. In fact... When they are confronted, that gives me hope. You don't say, oh, oh, uh, Kirsten Nielsen, you know, that's whatever you did all day to turn this country into the shame of Earth. That's fine. Come on in and have uh, have a steak. And it's all both sides. We just have different opinions. No, it's not. There there is um, there's an opinion. There's policy choices. And then there's being a human being. Then there's being a decent human. And I don't know, I, I often wonder what would have happened, I mean, in Germany if somebody stood up and they started to harass the Nazis at every turn instead of the other way around. You know, I mean, maybe if we should really be concerned when they stop confronting her or, or Sarah Sanders or any of these, these Trump, you know, monstrosities. I, I mean, that's, I, I believe that. You know, I know a lot of people say, oh, we should leave them alone at dinner. No, I don't think so. They shouldn't be allowed to. If you're if you're doing something like this, if you're pulling babies from their mother's breasts and children are dying in your custody, I'm sorry. No. And they and on top of it, the the whole Trump regime, they're not even a legitimate government. Okay, they're. They first of all, they're not even. They weren't even elected legally. They received fewer votes. Oh, okay. They were elected under our rules, supposedly. On top of the gerrymandering and the voter suppression and uh, and everything else that they the Republicans uh, jiggered and gerrymandered to entrench power. So they're not a legitimate government. And and on top of it, 
with the help of a hostile foreign actor. So, I mean, what? I don't know. If God help us, if the booing stops, that's what I think. So, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. It, um, I, it, it's irresistible to talk about 2020, mm-hmm. but the year coming is i mean if 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 17 was weird and 18 was weirder <laughs> uh well happy new year tara it that this thing's gonna 2019 may very, very well true uh prove to be a real trip through the uh, through the fun house yeah i know i know but we have a chance we i i hope that i don't know i, I don't want to get too hopeful because <laughs> that'll really depress me if it doesn't happen but I well, do. <laughs> I, I just, uh, Mueller is doing a good job of keeping uh, of keeping uh, uh, a tight rein on. I mean, he, you remember you remember uh, uh, amateur pornographer Ken Starr mm-hmm. and how his investigation like a sieve. Yes. Uh, of course, one of those one of the prime leakers was, uh, I believe, a, a young up and comer by the name of uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Well, Mueller's not Mueller's not leaking, and so we're that that sort of leaves us in a state of of suspense, waiting to hoping that he's de- that he's developing enough that so that someone can go to Julius Geezer right. and say, "Listen, if you resign, Hensel mm-hmm. pardon you, and you'll right. be free and clear." But and I, I admit I engage in substantial fantasy over this. I've got this dream that. Uh, there's an indictment that, that, that I've got this dream that we beat him in 20 and that there's an indictment with yes. his name on it that gets unsealed about a minute before the oath taking for the new Democratic president. Oh. And that the minute the new Democratic president's hand comes off the Bible, cuffs go on Trump's wrist. I would love that. <laughs> Can that happen? And that he gets per, it's perp, he gets perp walked away from the inauguration. Yes. Yes. That's how we heal. <laughs> This country, you want to? I mean, doesn't that just make doesn't it, doesn't it just make you feel good? Yeah, it does because it makes you feel that yeah, it this thing did work after all. We do have hope for our democratically uh, this this experiment, this liberal experiment in democracy, in representative democracy. There, there is hope. It, it that's the worst thing that can happen is Trump is not accountable for his crimes that the because part of it is as we see in different administrations is that oh we're moving forward we're not looking behind it doesn't matter what crimes they commit you can commit war crimes you can as as the bush administration did lie us into a war and uh you can commit torture you can go against the geneva conventions it doesn't matter um for Barack Obama to say, oh, we're looking forward, not behind. And then for, for, for Trump to come along, if it wasn't, if, if Ford didn't pardon Nixon, if we constantly uh, didn't have that feeling of presidents are above the law, that's what, uh, because the other presidents didn't want to hold them to account. But I, I, I do see the other side of the coin because you don't want a, an administration that, like Trump, and what Trump tried to do is use his power to um, to investigate Hillary Clinton, as the Republicans are still doing. But 
there. Uh, but apparently Trump wanted to use the. He thinks the Justice Department is his own goon squad, uh, and you, you, I guess we're we would risk that being becoming the case where in a banana republic where each administration is uh, holding, uh, you know, prosecuting or sending the other administrations to jail. But what, what, what happens when that administration, let's say the Trump administration, is a uh, nest of traitors? And uh, what do you do in that case? Because there is no doubt in my mind that Trump is a traitor. He because do, he doesn't know he he doesn't know how not to be. He's only loyal to himself. That's why whether he did it unconsciously or not, he he doesn't care about anything but the unholy dollar. So of course he's easily manipulated by anybody, especially an autocrat that he that he wants to that he begs to be his best friend. Um, so, I mean, what do you do in that case? Of course, you have to hold him accountable. At least, I mean, that's the other thing I think of. Because what's going to happen when he's gone, and I love your fantasy, I hope it becomes a reality, but let's say it's not. Let's say he's just whatever. I hope hope not, honestly. But are we always going to have to endure this Trump, for instance? Is there going to be a Trump library? Is it, are we going to have to have his portrait hanging in the White House always, forever and ever? Is, um, or does he get shamed uh, and erased the way he should be? If you're a traitor, what happens then? You know what I mean? I don't know. Do we? And those are, those are all things that we have to sort out because we have – the fact is, Tara, we have run past uh, places – I mean, the, the, the framers of the Constitution – uh, if you read the Federalist Papers, they really tried to they really did try to uh, anticipate everything that they could, mm. you know, right down to Alexander Hamilton saying that the reason for the Electoral College was just in case the people of the United States right. would fuck up and elect a, a, a complete um, unpatriotic, evil asshole. Well, Hamilton said the Electoral College will be there to make sure that he doesn't get to be president. Mm-hmm. Oops. Right, exactly. But, but uh, you know, they, they anticipated the idea of treason by a president because they, they, they specifically, uh, in, in talking about impeachment in Article 3, treason is the, uh, is the crime that they mentioned specifically, and everything else falls under high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. So they they clearly anticipated you could have a treasonous president of the United States. Right. But they didn't say what you do once you get rid of him. I guess they assumed that people Mm. would have the good common sense to sort of erase him from the national consciousness. Right. That's a shame. But I don't think that's the case. Right. And and one one thing is we're, you know, we're watching this, uh, this evil clown show. And we're thinking, you know, if we can just get past him, we can we can we'll be okay. We can fix things. But I'm not so certain of that because there are people out there, deeply ambitious people, Republicans, yes, who are watching what he's getting away with and thinking, you know, yep, I could do that. That's right. And but I'm smart and I could really. And so the, the, the real threat to America from Trump, I think, is the is the 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 
the cork he's yanked out of the genie bottle yes to that will that will eventually give birth to a real live no kidding nazi president yep exactly who of course will be red flag and carrying a bible that's right and that's my fear too because uh, whenever we talk about trump and impeaching trump i i appreciate that but in some level i i'm glad he's there if we have to have a republican monstrosity um it's almost worse to have pence in there because pence will play the part a lot better than trump will he'll look presidential he won't he won't embarrass uh, us and uh, by tweeting something unbelievable and stupid he won't spell things wrong or whatever or maybe he will he probably can't spell too but they uh and he'll look well, like that's, that's, a president that's partially why I prefer I prefer the idea of beating his ass in 2020 yeah yeah uh, it has of to course, be. the other, the right. other side of that point is how much more damage can he do between now and That's January twentieth, two thousand twenty-one? Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it is it is truly a, it's truly a matter of being caught between the devil and the deep blue sea. Right, right, and it's right. Like we're talking about the, the just just the story about the uh, the chemicals being poured back into our environment again, and and the immediate detrimental effects it's having having on those coming in contact with these chemicals so um that's the result of having a so-called president trump right and and i i think about it all the time uh, when you uh talk about like what's her face uh susan sarandon saying oh well we need uh perhaps this will shake things up well that's what that is that's shaking it up or the uh the animals now they're they're drilling in the arctic again they've opened up the last five percent of the arctic refuge so when they say oh we're opening up the arctic refuge for drilling they meant what that is they there was only a a little tiny bit left five percent that's what it was and they've opened that up or or how about the seismic blasting they're doing in the oceans again to, that are harming animals in the ocean, the, the mammals, the whales, the dolphins. All of this, these are consequences of Republicans having power. They, they are, if it, if it hurts somebody, if someone, if it causes you to die young, if it hurts an animal, if it, if it poisons the environment, if it, uh, if it, stops us from progressing any in any way um especially if it harms people then republicans are all for it and that's the consequence of you know your protest vote is what i'm saying so uh you know any uh it's it's i get so irritated when um you know, I mean, uh hear about uh, oh i voted for Jill Stein or whatever i i go off on that a lot because there are re- real world consequences now that okay well um now what right what do you do cuz it's only uh we're going to have a lot of cleaning up to do not only do we have to fix this democracy that was that pissed people off so much that they would vote for a Jill Stein or whatever that but we have to fix all the problems that uh like the chemicals in the environment 
or whatever. Oh, and how many how many animals or people have to die now, thanks to that the, your protest vote? Also, health care, right? People getting kicked off of Obamacare, and uh, I mean, it just never or, stops. You know, how about the, you know, how about the tens of thousands of Americans who are now going to get screwed out of uh, e- out of their EBT benefit? Right, right, right. Because that happens on the on the way to the shutdown. Really. So that's happened. So that's I because yep. I was just reading that um, the right now Trump just announced that there will be no raise for federal workers. Uh, well, let, let me see. What did he say? It's because yeah, he touted uh, a raise, it, it, right? It, it, oh, for the the mil, the yeah. uh, military. Of course, he was lying. He was saying that you never you never had a raise before in ten years, which is bullshit. He first that was so frightening too when he went to speak to the troops in Iraq, which it's frightening um, because on top of on so many levels for because not only is he an offensive oaf to fly into somebody else's country to and not even give uh, the the leaders of that country any warning or give them any respect. That's who he is. He's such a he. He's such an idiot on top of everything else. But then to speak to the troops like he's talking to his one of his Nuremberg rallies, there are the, uh, as if the Democrats are the enemy. That that's how you know that the that Trump and the Republicans are they they are the true uh, clear and present danger. To talk about the Democrats like. That uh, that they're that the military um, as if the Democrats are uh, anti-military and that the Democrats are the enemy of the people and whatnot. This is what he that, what he's saying that um, it's and I and I was in the military as you know and um, not everybody in the military is a Republican. So uh, not just me, but there are others in there. So you can't tell me he's speaking to those those service people and. Uh, you know, railing against the Democrats, it's uh, it's not just unseemly, it's dangerous. So, but um, anyway, it's, what do we do, you know? Um, it's, if you, and like what you were saying um, with uh, the, uh, you know, is if it's like normal now, there was, what was, what was her, what's her face? Um, you know, Susan Collins, who's so annoying. She was, she, she, yeah, she's the one who voted for Kavanaugh, or whatever. But uh, she was saying that um, was it Kamala Harris? One of anyway, was the, the, one of these uh, recently. She was she was sounding like Trump. The way that they, she was like, well, she came to my office and was begging me for an endorsement, right? And but that's how this oh, is what I love. <laughs> I, I mean, Susan Collins is the biggest fraud ever. She really is. She's been playing the moderate. Kavanaugh promised to personally take care of my uterus. Right, right. I had a two criteria for Kavanaugh. Like, I, I mean, f you, lady. And she, and she puts her those two women behind her. These props. That's what they, that's all Republicans do. They know, they know how to how to play with props because they don't have anything in reality to boast about. See, if you're really working for the people, you're not you're not worrying about props. You you're not you you're getting up there. You're working for the people. You're not saying, "Hey, Mary, get behind me. Jane, get behind me." 
I, I have to make a speech and pretend I'm all about women, so I need you to be props behind me because these dumbasses who vote for me are stupid as fuck. So they don't care what I actually do. They, I mean, why are you really, you know what I mean? Like, you're too busy working for the people, not uh, worrying, to worry about props, you know? You don't need props then. So... But uh, yeah, Susan Collins, the, she's uh, she's a big fraud. And but anyway, but one one thing I noticed was that she she gave some statement about something and how she was attacking somebody who was critical of her. I can't exactly remember the whole thing, uh, who it was, but she but she sounded like Trump, and it was really alarming. And I'm like, even this bitch is sounding like Trump because she's like. You know, she came to my office begging me for an endorsement. Oh, was it was a kiss? I don't even know. Whatever. Somebody will remind me of the story. But and that's what Trump has done. He's turned politics, at least on the Republican side, too, into uh, like a a game for emotional cripples and twelve year old uh, bullies with trust funds. It's and is that. Um, worthy of a so-called great nation. So-called great nations don't act like schoolyard bullies. I mean, I don't know, in my opinion, at least. But anyway, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, put one one foot in front of the other and one day at a time. What are you going to uh, do? By the time... I by the time the ne- your next program sh- uh, comes around, I mean let's be it, it, let's be little rays of sunshine here. <laughs> By the time your next program rolls around, Tara, uh, we will have a new Democratic majority in power. In the- I know that's and that's th- that makes me happy. Things may, things may be entertained. What's that? I Say mean, that- I can't see how exciting it is uh, going back to what we were talking about early on, uh, the uh, Appalachian Communities Health Emergency Act. I, it means the world to me to finally have a Congress that we can go and talk to and have a chance of convincing them that this bill is worth passing. Right. Yes. Yes. That's good. Yes. And, and we have uh, uh, your, your brand new member of Congress, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. is talking about the new deal. I know. And I want I, – I, yeah. I bet I want to get through to her office and say, listen, please get on board with this bill because this is – uh, a green a green new deal that doesn't include ending mountaintop removal is no deal for Appalachia. Right, right. I mean, we we can't be left behind on this. I'm sure. I'm sure that's so, the thing about uh, liberals. This is uh, you know when you were saying that, I'm thinking. I'm sure she would sign on to it, and because we we aren't thinking, we're not thinking about uh, red redder areas of the country and saying like, oh, screw them. I want to. I want to drink conservative tears. That's the. That's how we know we're on the right side of history and humanity because we don't leave people behind. It doesn't matter whether you're in a red state or a blue state. When Obama did, uh, when we, you know, were pushing for Obamacare or health care, it wasn't. Oh well, screw the those red states. In fact, he, regardless of whether the red states had voted for him. He put in special provisions for coal miners with black lung so they could be taken care of, you know? So 
and these are the same people that went around and shared pictures of him and his wife as monkeys or something. You know what I mean? So, um, exactly. yeah. Exactly. And they, then when they realized, oh, uh, what? My black lung benefits? Trump is coming for them? Uh, then, uh, you know, he just thought they were coming for the black people. <laughs> not, not my black lung. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And, and of course, we're finding out now that uh, uh, people are, uh, minors, uh, are dying at greater uh, frequency and becoming ill with black lung at greater frequency. Uh, and of course, you know, he, he loves the minors. Right. He, he loves them so much. Right. Right. But not enough to enforce, not enough to enforce safety regulations. That'll keep him from That's dying. Right. Yeah, well, he likes, you know, he just, he likes to uh, ride people to the bank. He's just a con man. And anybody who doesn't see it, I fear, you know, it, I feel bad for them because they're nothing but dupes. There's nothing worse than being the eager dupe of a con man. I could see getting, you know, duped once. Maybe you got tricked. and But to keep coming back for more, to vote for him again... Then, uh, or or to still be on the Trump train, so to speak, you got to be sp- a certain kind of dumbass or a real true blue right wing racist. That's it. Uh, you know, I mean, well, really. that's what it boils down. yeah, it's that's the truth. What it boils down to uh, they, they they don't care about his policies. They care about having their fundamental uh, xenophobia, bigotry, and racism confirmed and made. Uh, well, a normalized. Right, right, right. They feel fe- they feel free to say the N word. You see, they they didn't think they were free until they could not bake a cake for some. You know, they wouldn't say gay couple. They'd say you know fags or whatever, or or uh, call somebody the N word or whatever. Right, and I could say the F word because I am gay, so <laughs> I have permission. We have special permission, but and yeah, and, and not, not only that, you recently celebrated a birthday, so a very happy I birthday! I did. For you, Thank you on the twenty seventh, the worst birthday day, actually. But whatever, you gotta, you just gotta go with the, you gotta roll oh, with on. it. What? I think my son contend with you on that because he's the twenty sixth. Oh, geez, yeah, that sucks too. I mean, it's just between Christmas and New Year's is is rough. It's a rough one. Yeah, where you want to look dad and go, what were you thinking? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, I didn't know he was the 26th. Damn. Yeah, the 27th is, it's rough. It's, I mean, whatever. I'm over it. It's taken me years, but I, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, uh, nobody really cares about your birthday at that. It's, everybody's between Christmas and New Year's. They're just like, leave me alone. Who cares about you? They want to be, they're gearing up for your birthday. Your birthday dinner is Christmas di- is Christmas dinner leftovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's like you know we'll celebrate in we'll celebrate next week or a week late or whatever, and then nobody cares. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you just got to well, be lucky to be well, alive. When, uh, That's about it. <laughs> bingo! There we go. And uh, when when the when the ACAC is reintroduced in the new Congress, Tara, I will let you know so that you can let uh, the whole RDT family know. Yes. And we can get busy putting, uh, uh, communicating with our elected representatives and 
help put it over the top. Yes, thank you, and I, and we will. And so, so Bob, um, your show is you post your show on RDT Daily for those who don't know as well. If you want to listen to Bob's show, you can go to the RDT Daily Facebook page and uh, check it out after or during. Right, you can. Uh, your show is on every. Uh, you do a show every day. Uh, from what's your show? Yeah, what's... Uh, well, yeah, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, six nine p.m. Head on dot live, and we're on TuneIn and Stitcher and Roku and all those other all those other places. But uh, uh, head on dot live, the the stream just fires right up, so it's real easy. Oh, that's cool. So, and you have a nice and, chat and room. You... What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. We have a, we have a grand time in the chat room, and then. Um, Fridays we do something and and folks are welcome to jump in. Fridays we do something called Friday on the front porch, where we do a roundtable discussion with five, ten, fifteen people oh, all cool. at, uh, all at once. Hmm. Uh, we've learned we've sort of learned pretty well not to talk over each other, uh, so that puts us ahead of most uh, streaming right right wing right. panel shows. But we have a blast and talk about whatever comes to mind. And then of course twenty four seven over at Head On Dot Live, the uh, the rerun stream goes there's right. always there's always something running at cool. on dot live stream that's great so all right well you all right well that sounds wonderful <laughs> i'm very that, how nice for you <laughs> good for you you're doing you're keeping busy <laughs> that's why i sound like my grandmother good for you i don't know what you do but you're doing it well that's what my, my, my father would always say. I don't know why I made my father sound like my grandfather, my grandmother, but, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? Well, anyway. it's all, it's all, it all <laughs> just becomes one voice in your head. That's true. And uh, just before we do that, let me say one thing. Uh, I enjoyed and my my wife enjoyed uh, getting to hang out with you down at the, uh, at the, down at the Malloy Shindig. Uh, oh, yeah. Month. It we... was an Oh, that was fun. We had a great time at Mike Malloy's book party, his launch. Well, it's not really launched officially yet. It was his, that was the pre-release we got uh, of Mike's book. Is that right? The... Yeah, it, I, I took it as sort of like the uh, first final draft. Right, right. So, but it was great. I, I loved, I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad I made it. And we had a lot of fun. Thank you for letting me bunk out in your house. <laughs> we had it was great <laughs> with that surrealistic nightmare painting hanging on the wall of of Chinese of like 13th century China uh, beheadings or something. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah, and some you know some some little tiny dude with a big bag of onions or something. I don't know what that was. <laughs> or heads or something. I don't know. But it was great. And... I, I know. I thought it wasn't something I wanted to see in like poor light, just no. waking up. When you're waking up, you're like rubbing your eyes, and you're like, "What the hell?" And yeah, <laughs> it was the stuff of nightmares. But it was fun. I the not Georgia. Georgia was kind of it was it was interesting. I didn't really see much of Georgia, but I did see a few Trump signs, so I knew I was in Georgia. So. I was. Uh, oh, there are a few. Yeah, <laughs> I see as, them here uh, too, as, though. As, but... And as my buddy Steve from Georgia stand pointed out, uh, we drove by a, and uh, you know, only in the south, a pharmacy where you can also buy your guns and your ammunition. Oh, that's what you need, right? Well, you get your oxycontin so, filled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can get your you can get your oxycontin filled. 
uh, pick a, you know, get yourself a 44 Magnum and a few, a few rounds and, uh, and then just wait for the fun to start. <laughs> right. And wait, wait for something, some, something on Fox news to trigger you. And we're, you know, <laughs> uh Oh, I'm losing my mic here. Anyway. All right. Well, I got to wrap up because now I got to piece the show let's, together. Yeah, let's do. Thanks. Thanks again for having me on. It was a blast. Of course. Sarah. Thank you, Bob. And, uh, you know, we will do it again. Of course. Thank you so much. Bob. Uh, and, and in the opposite direction, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come over and wander by the horn. Uh, one of these. Evenings. I would we'll love to. Yeah. Care and happy new year. All right. Happy new year. I'll talk to you later. Later. All right, bye. 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 Everybody, that's Bob Kincaid. You know him well. He's uh, He comes and hangs out in the RDT Daily chat room when he's not a guest. And, yeah, he's a good friend. I, I love Bob. That's all I got to say. Um, my name is Tara Devlin. Happy New Year. We stick together. We win. I will see you later.